Welcome to the X Podcast. We're so glad to have you back today. And I've got my good friend and pal, co host, Russ Moore. We should call this the Moore Podcast. No, we shouldn't. That's <laughs> or this no, that's could be like when I ran for student body president in yeah. middle school and my campaign slogan was, Do you want more or less? Yeah, and definitely more. This could be the Moore the, Podcast. The Moore Podcast. <laughs> the Moore Podcast. <laughs> so, no, it's not. Um, but it's just the two of us here today. Just the yeah. two. Are you going to sing? Will Smith? Just the two of us. And we just got, we both got done. Reading Will. I read and you listened yes. to Will Smith. You remember just the listen. two of us? Must, yeah. You remember that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Should that come on as we intro each that, episode? Yes, that would be great. No, that seems mm. a little that's a little too much. By the way, I want to give a shout uh, out. Yeah. Can I give a shout out? A, yeah. a shameless shout out to my friend Dan Espinosa. Okay. I told you about him. Yeah, in one of the previous episodes or maybe one. I I, I, I've alluded to him. He is a, uh, a great friend that I've known for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Was when I moved up to Lexington, Kentucky as part of a church plant. He was my roommate for a while. Did a few tours in Afghanistan, but we hadn't, I mean, talked in like a decade. Yeah. Caught up over the weekend. It was really cool, but he told me, he's like, I've been binging. Wow. Uh, he, he mentioned one of the podcasts. I was like, oh, you saw that one? And he was kind of, he was like, I'll be honest, I've been binging. He said, and I've watched <laughs> up to 52 episodes. Wow. And uh, he incredible. just talked about how much it's encouraged him, provoked Good. his mindset in some ways. And so, Dan Espinosa, wherever you're listening. Well, if you're going to give you. a shout out, then I want to. Okay, do I it. I want to give a shout Let's out to my friend, um, uh, uh, Fred. <laughs> Fred's, Fred and I go back 40 years. And, I'm going to be um, honest, this is a fake Fred. And, oh, what are you talking this about? And uh, I haven't heard from Fred in 38 <laughs> okay. years okay. Uh, since we were two. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Fred just told me that he's yeah. watched all the episodes Did he? Okay. in a week. And it was. No, oh. I'm just kidding. Oh, Dan, we're, uh, yes, friends. I have imaginary friends. So, Dan, that's pretty cool. I, I, that's kind of why we do this. Yeah. At the end of the day, we love to, um, we love to kind of challenge mindset mm-hmm. and to kind of lean into what does it mean to think critically, to think yep. like a Christ follower yep. in, uh, in a culture that's not yep. honoring of Christ all the time. And so we know sometimes that creates a rub, but, but mm-hmm. that's kind of why we do these conversations because yep. they're fun. And I was watching the Olympics. Have you been watching any? I've not watched a second. not one, no, not, not nothing. One. Not not because I'm against it. I just um, I feel like this you never. Th- watched this, this is not Olympics. an indictment to say you're not, but I'm just I feel so busy by the time no, I get home at no, night. No, I don't buy it. I uh, I, don't I don't I don't I haven't watched regular cable um, channels in mm. years. Yeah, it's not a cable. Or I mean, whatever channels. Cable, I, I even NBC feel old, whatever, whatever I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I get home in time yeah. to, yeah. You don't watch any. Watch um, <laughs> I don't Ted Lasso as I'm falling asleep. That's okay, see, yeah. you could be watching Olympics. Yeah. I like the curling, doubles. Uh, like dumbbell curls? Doubles curling. Oh, doubles, doubles curling. Doubles curling. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, male and female curling mm. together. Nice. And I think the Italians won. I watched that. And um, yeah, the snow skiing. I saw okay. a disappointment. Uh, one of the girls that's uh, dominated it for so long, she did not qualify in her first two runs. Actually, missed mm. the gates. So sad. They showed that forever last night. I was watching, and um, but there was this. I saw this clip that I just. It made me think of something that maybe we could talk about. Okay. Um, I saw this clip of, uh, and I didn't see it actually happen, but they played it back, and they're kind of uh, just touting it as just an incredible moment mm. of sportsmanship. Yeah where I believe it was slope-style snowboarding, and um, there was an American who ended up winning silver. Uh, there was an Australian woman who ended up winning uh, bronze. But they were watching as the final skier um, was, I forget where she was from now, um, but she was coming down, and she had this epic run on mm-hmm. snowboard, 
and she was already, in, I guess, maybe a little bit in the lead. But so it sealed the deal for her to get gold. Yeah. And what was so crazy, and it's kind of a moment. If you go search on about, you know, search on it, you'll find it. But they're kind of, you know, hailing it as like one of the great, uh, just kind of sportsmanship type moments, mm. where you see the silver and gold or silver and bronze medalists running out and tackling the gold medal winner. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I love that. and, and not to take her out, but to tackle yeah. her. <laughs> they're so angry. They're celebrating her. Yeah. And I and I just that. thought that was fascinating because you think about the Olympic Games, you think about these the competitive athletes, spirits. Th- yeah, they spend years of their lives, and maybe if you know they have to wait four more years to compete again in a, whatever mm-hmm. sport, to uh, to end up in second place or end up in third place, and then yet to go and celebrate the very person that gets the thing they wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just found that fascinating right. because you don't often see. It. I mean, there's we always say good sportsmanship yeah. right after like Super Bowls coming up when we're recording this, and you know the losing coach or losing team was a hey they were a great team. You know, you it's a nod to them, but you can right. tell they're disappointed. But to go and like that would be like the the losing team at the Super Bowl jumping all around the winning team, yep. dumping Gatorade buckets right. on the players yep. of the opposing team. That would never happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would never happen. And yet here, there's this incredible display of sportsmanship to do that. And it made me think, why is it that we cha- we are so challenged to celebrate others? Yeah. You, you ever thought about that? I mean, yeah. I feel like it's in some arenas, we're good at it. But sometimes I think we're not. Yeah. I think sometimes there's jealousy. I mean, think about mm-hmm. jealousy. Mm-hmm. There's an envy. There's a, I should have had that. Yeah. But but to see this, I don't know. I, I just thought maybe we could talk a little bit about what it's like to celebrate others and why it's so hard. Yeah. There's a lot of layers to unwrap uh, mm-hmm. to me about around the human psyche of why it's really hard for us to celebrate others. I think there's a there's a natural this is a little spiritual philosophical, but there, I think there's a natural part of all of us. Yeah, uh, it's called. You ever heard of lifeboat theory? Yeah, is that who you're kicking out of the lifeboat and who you're going to keep in? Yeah, <laughs> and, and but Donald Miller kind of popularized this, and it's mm-hmm. in some universities, and okay. it's this whole thing. It's kind of it's kind of a modern day nod to the fall. Mm. And how in the fall of man, when Adam and Eve, in the creation narrative of Genesis, they fell, they were originally clothed in the glory of God, mm-hmm. but then naked. found themselves naked, naked. But not just naked, not just naked, but not just physically, but emotionally yeah. and in their soul. Yeah. And what used to be almost like the sun to a plant, our our soul satisfaction came from our Father. We we had this direct. Mm. connection with him in which we received all the value and affirmation we needed Mm. and since then uh human beings in a million different ways have tried to describe how they feel something's missing all that to say what a lot of us spend our lives doing is going around in our individual areas whether it's through our humor through our gifts through our talents Mm -hmm. through our performance trying to get people to clap for us as this Mm. never-ending search to scratch the itch of our soul the problem is if somebody What's else. What's the lifeboat though? It's a, the the lifeboat is the lifeboat is if you're in a lifeboat mm-hmm. and you have to kick certain people off so that yeah. it doesn't sink. Yeah. How do you, choose. based on their value, choose? Yeah. And, so all, we, and all of that our was an ethics thing that yeah. I remember doing in high school. Yes. We had those conversations but in they, high school. They kind of t- took this back to the Eden scenario to say all of us are trying to find what value keeps us on the lifeboat. Mm. And all of us are going to spend uh, our lives kind of in our proverbial it. lifeboats getting people to clap for us so that we feel value and we get it from other people. So part of it, if just mm. philosophically, is if we don't, through <clears throat> spiritual or 
or emotional or psychological means come to a deeper and deeper place of just security yeah. and confidence that um, our value is not dependent on the applause of others. If we don't, then that itch at times or, is going to become violent. And if they're clapping for you, that is an indictment or of how my about, value. Or how about just to, to take what you were saying back to the, to the lifeboat narrative, right? Mm -hmm. If I don't, if I, if I only find value on kicking somebody out of the lifeboat so that I can survive, mm -hmm. then we're we're that's a kind of a an unhealthy right. right? Would you say almost demented? Yeah. And it's here's the thing that's so interesting about this. I feel like, and this is why it's like funny to talk about this subject because this is one of those mm -hmm. subjects that we don't talk about. Yep. We we don't talk about. It's like I think we have gotten good at being. Um, I don't know the term. I think we've gotten good enough at at um, publicly, you know, we find out somebody in the office gets a promotion. Mm -hmm. You wanted the promotion. Right. Somebody gets recognized. Right. How come I didn't get recognized? Somebody gets acknowledged for something. Well, they didn't say anything about me. So, you know what I mean? Yep. That that we won't say anything publicly, but we'll sit and we'll stew. Oh, yeah. And, we'll, and on the oh, inside, yeah. then we'll tell somebody else mm -hmm. sideways. But we won't, you know what I mean? We'll try we'll to like, subtly tear that person down yeah, we'll so tear we can them. build ourselves That's up. That's what I mean. And so yeah. I, I do agree. I think at the heart of it, that we would we would have to say it probably is birth from a place of insecurity. Yeah, I think you you well, and you have the 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 personal level of as human beings how we react, like we're talking about, and then you have the societal level. Let's just be really real. We are we are way more now in a cancel culture than a celebration culture. Yes, that's true. So, so true. And you combine those two, and I and I think we were talking. About, go ahead. No, I I think that's a fascinating. Um, this kind of a, a, fac a fascinating kind of which um, is uh, indictment on yeah. where we are right now mm -hmm. that we would much quicker cancel or kick somebody out yeah. of the lifeboat than we would to give yeah. them a better seat in the lifeboat. Yeah. Right. Rather than to celebrate them being in the lifeboat. Yeah. And We're it's funny because I was doing a I was telling you I was doing um, some leadership teaching in Raleigh last week. And one of the things we talked about was this whole concept of celebration, because one of the things I love, I mean, this is maybe three steps ahead of where we're going is that you can change that. You can change yeah. that. You can yeah. change that in personal culture yeah. and you can change that in business and church culture because we have one of our internal standards is celebration. We celebrate a lot. Yeah. And so we actually mm -hmm. kick off every Monday yep. celebrating each other. Yep. We honor, we, we honor, we actually build the muscle of celebrating other people. Yeah, we do. Um, it's one of my favorite moments too yeah. of what we do as a staff outside of like even mm -hmm. Sundays, but what we do mm -hmm. is we take a moment to celebrate um, what good things happened over mm -hmm. the last week and the weekend um, because we think it's important to share the story of what God's doing in our church. And, I mean, every week, never fail to hear four, five, six different just amazing things, and it helps me know what's going on. But then we shift mm -hmm. that to actually – and we, we, I think when you celebrate others, it's a form of honor. That's yeah. what we call honor. Yeah. And we, we, we pass a ball around. Yep. And so when you, you get a ball and somebody honors you mm -hmm. because of something that you did or, or who you are – you know, it, there, there, it, it, is, it is a nice mm -hmm. thing to be recognized. Mm -hmm. I think there is something innate in us that wants that, maybe whether it's from the fall yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But, then the goal, but then you have to take the ball. Yeah. And yeah. you have to throw it mm -hmm. to somebody. And I am always I inspired it. by those moments. I think if there's any one thing that we've mm -hmm. done in the last few years that has created a unity and a sense of family and has been able to see each other. Yep. And, and you know what I love about other. that is the, the ironic thing is when you do that, you build into someone else, but what you don't realize is you're also building into yourself. Mm -hmm. 
Whenever you whenever you celebrate others, you're also not just building them, but you're building you because because a critical spirit will always make you smaller, mm. but a championing spirit will always make you larger. Yeah. The moment that you choose to celebrate someone else, you're simultaneously chipping away mm. at the jealousy that could eat at you, at the scarcity mindset. Because we didn't talk about that that could eat at you. Yeah. The moment that you choose. Remember Annie Stanley's book like 20 years ago, it came from within. He talked about yeah. the four invaders of the heart, anger, jealousy, guilt, and greed. Mm. Greed says that I owe me. Anger says you owe mm. me. Guilt says I owe me. But jealousy says God owes me. Ooh. And there's four ways that you can mm. combat that. That's interesting. And the way you combat, uh, he gave really practical weapons. The way I you combat. I remember this. This I'm, was a, such a long time ago. I, I remember. We did, a, we did like a small group study on it. Like mm. we're talking 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't know how you remember this. You know, anyway, I, the four. I don't remember how to get so home, but I remember yes. quotes. But, <laughs> but, um, but the practical weapon against jealousy is celebration. Mm. So jealousy is what makes you feel small because you can't live a large, free, open-handed yeah. life. And when you feel jealous, mm. you're 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 clenched in. You're, you're what what it is is you feel like you're suffocating mm. for value. I'm suffocating for meaning. I'm suffocating because I really need something for somebody else. Mm. But when you're secure in yourself, you're open-handed and, and you can do that. But the problem is when you're jealous, what you need to do most, you feel like doing least. But if you will celebrate others, it's kind of like I was just on the phone with somebody that was telling their um, five-year-old, uh, their five-year-old was struggling with people at school that were bullying them. Mm. And uh, he, he said, son, you know how to uh, help that, don't you? And he said, no, what do I do? And he says, well, whenever someone's really, really bothering me, I move them to the top of my prayer list, and I pray for them more than anybody. Mm. And I was wow. like, I, was like wow. I think I need that reminder yeah. as much as your five-year-old. <laughs> yes. um, That's pretty and, profound. And, and so when you celebrate others, the person who celebrates and champions others, we just know this. It's, it's kind of like mm -hmm. in leadership. Yeah. The, person, um, you're, the person that raises up other leaders and celebrates and champions leads other leaders is always going to be the person getting promoted. They're the ones you want. The person that's insecure that and threatened by other people's success will always diminish. Because that is the irony of But the person that it, raises up others will always... Well, you know what? Uh, I would say, though, I mean, mm -hmm. as much as we go, think that's a mystery, mm -hmm. I think that's what Jesus said. Yeah. He said, the first shall be last, mm -hmm. and the last will be first. Yeah. And so when you take a posture of service, you take a posture of humility, you take a posture of honoring others, mm -hmm. that it ends up becoming the very, you become the one that everybody wants. Mm -hmm. And yet we can't get that. It is something no. we fight all no. the time. We are fighting for affirmation. We're fighting for so much so mm -hmm. that it turns into a sideways competition, even if it wasn't mm -hmm. intended to be. Yeah. And so when somebody else, and I, and I do think that there's, there, there's even you know some nuances because, and, but I think it's really great for us all to check with yeah. an internal check because, you know, I, I think I find myself. I, I really was kind of processing this. Okay, what do I what do I celebrate? Who do I celebrate? Yeah. Who do I struggle with? And here's where I, I kind of tend to land. People that are operating in the same type of arena as yeah. me are the ones that I feel like I'm competing with rather than celebrating. Right. It, it's like I can, it's like if, you know, if I, I'm in ministry and w there's always been, we always have jokes about it with pastors mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. having, you know, uh, I'm trying to use a good word, peeing contests and, you know, all, <laughs> it's been, all these different things yeah. about like, you know, that we find our self-worth and, well, mm -hmm. how big is your church? Well, how many people did you have on there? You know, all that mm -hmm. stuff. And it, it, that comes from such a spirit of competition. Yeah. I mean, you sometimes we do it because we care and with friends, but mm -hmm. most of the time it comes from a spirit of competition. Right. And whenever that happens, 
And if I have that in my heart, it's really hard for me to celebrate a mm -hmm. win mm -hmm. in another pastor's right. experience or yeah. their church. Or, man, we just had this. Right. And you can be jealous and go, why didn't we have that kind of response? Right. Why didn't we do it? And I just find that, that you're right. It makes you small. And yeah. it makes you feel terrible. But I have found that, and this is why I think it's important to talk about, that I can celebrate someone in a completely different sphere as long as it doesn't affect me. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? I d I'll be honest. I don't feel threatened by LeBron James. <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> because I mean, you absolutely shouldn't feel threatened likely, by LeBron James. He most likely should not feel threatened by me. No. Um, because, he, like you say, he's in a different lane. A different lane. I can celebrate that. Right. It never bothers me. You know, I think the real challenge is yeah. celebrating people that are mm -hmm. in your same lane. Celebrating somebody mm -hmm. that got something that you wish you had. Let me, um, it's so true, but I just, I had a thought and something you were saying, quick sidebar. Interesting to think about what you just said about how people will say, you know, in our field, pastor could be like, they can measure each other by how large is your church. Yeah. Isn't it, you know, something I found interesting though, and this is not to pick on small churches or large churches, but most really healthy large churches are really good at actually celebrating and championing uh, other churches. Mm. I know a lot of small churches, though, mm -hmm. that are hypercritical yeah. of every large church. Mm. And going back to what we said at the beginning, could there even be a reason that, and I'm not picking at every small church, yeah. but could there be a reason some small churches remain small and some large churches, the reason they're large is because they're open-handed, mm. they know how to celebrate, they That's know how to thought. be released, they know how to champion, mm. they know how to be open-handed with the resources that God gives yeah. them. They know. I remember when I was in Greenville, South Carolina, um, New Spring Church, yep. and everybody's so critical of them. Yeah. And sure, they've had ups and downs, and there's good and there's bad, um, but I remember all, there was all these really conservative small churches that just be, New Spring is evil. Yeah. But I remember when I was living in Atlanta, one of their people uh, came up and visited the church I was working at in Atlanta, Completely different denomination than New Spring. Completely different church style. And uh, he gave me his number and said, hey, if there's ever anything I can do to help you, let me know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring you out um, in January, and we'll just show you around. I said, sure. I took him out on it. They brought me out for two days at New Spring, set up an, an entire two days for me to meet with all their leaders, ask all the questions I wanted. They, I mean, pampered me. What, they didn't even know me. Mm. And I just thought to myself, people can say whatever they want to about New Spring, but this is a church yeah. that maybe one of the reasons God's blessed them yeah. is they're not so small that they have to throw stones at everybody else, but they're mm. open-handed to say we're here to serve everybody, champion everybody. Like Jesus said, if they're not against us, they're for it. Like, yeah. And so I just think, could there, could there be cues that we could get as to why some leaders, some organizations rise mm. and others don't? Man. That's good. That's. I mean, I, I think I'm definitely challenged by it. You know. You know. Speaking of celebration too, I think I think an area that I, I, let's just get into an area that, for some reason, feels I don't know why dicey. Mm. Is that a word? Dicey. Mm -hmm. Feels saucy. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think it needs to be. But but for some reason, everything's been politicized. But um, I I find it's, it fascinating when I'm talking about the Olympics and celebration, and yet here we are, and it's mm -hmm. February, and this is Black History Month. And um, obviously, we're not black. So if you're listening to this, we're watching, we're, we're both white, and yeah. you know. Um, but I I want to I want to say like there has been it, it's 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 funny to me because Black History Month is really about celebrating uh, a history of a minority group of people in our country that have mm -hmm. made a significant impact. But 
at many times because of the color of their skin and because of the the racism through the history of our nation, uh, much of their history and things were suppressed. Yeah. Um, you know, I think about um, some of the stuff I learned over the last couple of years with all mm -hmm. the civil rights movement that happened. I, I took the posture of uh, what what do I not know and that I need to learn about yeah. the history of the African-American people in yeah. our nation. And I come to find out there are definitely things that I was not aware of. Right. Um, and reading some books and other things, you know, I was not aware of the um, the massacre on Black Wall Street. I wasn't aware of that until a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, 1921, what 100 and, mm -hmm. 101 years ago, um, where or, or just things like that, that that were just not in the forefront of mm -hmm. the history that I was yeah. aware of. Right. And so the idea, um, and really, I, you know, I've, the idea of, of Black History Month really started in like the 1920s, mm -hmm. and started on some would say later, but on college campuses, really in the 60s where it kind of got moved forward. Gerald Ford actually is the one that kind of adopted it as right. a month to, to, to celebrate and kind of reflect and remember the history of S sorry. the American people. I, 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 not interrupt. I, want, yeah. I, I just, you remind me of something I want to look up to um, confirm. This is crazy. The first black woman to ever attend an integrated elementary school. No, I, that was. Just now turned 62. Okay. Yeah. The, um, the first. Yeah. The first. The, the little black. Girl, the, pic, there, it's a, the picture of her. Oh, what's her name? What's her name? What's, give me her name. Give her, her name. Her name I just, I is forgot. Ruby Bridges. Ruby, that's it. Ruby, Ruby Bridges. Bridges. There's a, it, I mean, that's kind crazy. Of a, it's kind of a famous. Just turned 62. It's kind of a, yeah, so what does that say? It's not that yeah. long ago, but it, kind of a famous picture mm -hmm. of her on the steps being escorted. Yeah. That's, that's yep. kind of like a well known you know, picture. Um, that's it, Ruby. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, like. And so I, I found myself in the last couple of years going, okay, there's there's definitely a lot that I don't know about. Right. And so I, I really felt like I need to, I want to educate myself. So I read some books and some stuff about history that I had no idea. And so that was kind of the goal behind. Um, in fact, one of the uh, initial um, people that, that started at Woodson um, that kind of, I mean, I don't even think like his desire in starting it was a week in February. Mm. Um, and it was really, it fell down the same week that I believe it was Lincoln and uh, Douglas's, Frederick Douglass's birthdays fell in the same week. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the one that he was kind of pushing to start it. So it's like, hey, let's, we need to, we need to know about the history and, and celebrate it. And it's kind of over the years, my, my guess, again, I've not really been, I'm not that old and paying attention, but it, it's become a time of like celebrating you know, Black History Month right. and celebrating, um, you know, just some people that that if you don't celebrate. Right. Here's one thing we know. If you don't celebrate some things of the past, you're mm -hmm. going to forget it. Yeah. And that's that's part of all of it. Mm -hmm. And um, is, you know, you, that that can happen to a, a, a group of people or a nation that, that you'll lose the tradition. If you lose the mm -hmm. tradition, it's almost like they never existed. Right. And so there is a sense there of value. But mm -hmm. one of the things that I, I guess I wanted to, to say and is that. For whatever reason, it, it does seem like and I know there's a variety of opinions mm -hmm. on all this. And I'm not I'm not even here to talk about racism, get into that. I mean, we are very much against racism. Uh, the scripture is against racism completely, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think the what's let's go beyond that and go. Mm -hmm. I I have still been around in, in circles where it's really hard for white people to champion yeah. black people yeah. during this month. Right. And, you know, and I, I don't know if you've kind of noticed that. And, again, yeah. I don't know if that fits into the pocket of what we're talking yeah. about. Sometimes we're maybe because of our insecurity, yeah. we're afraid to champion someone yeah. or champion a group of people or champion. You know what yeah, I right. mean? That's had that. I don't know if you've seen that. And oh, yeah. I think 
probably, I mean, me and you were being pretty vulnerable earlier about mm -hmm. just even our own journeys. I think for me, 12 to 15 years ago, if you were to mention Black History Month, I probably would have thought, well, wait, what, what really is the, What's the point, point of that? We don't have yeah. a Native American History Month, or maybe we do, we, actually. Well, we probably no, should we, if we, we don't. Well, that's part if of If we do, and you're think, listening, this shows my ignorance. But um, think about it. That's part of one of the challenges that you don't hear very much about right. Native American people in our country anymore. Yeah. So when you don't put it in the forefront right. of a smaller group like that right. and don't celebrate it, what happens? Right. Yep. It gets lost. Yep. Or why don't we have a White History Month, which looking back, I'm like, <laughs> I, I look back on that and I try to give myself grace, but, you know, what an ignorant perspective to have. Uh, because I, I think when we talk about race, there, there's probably there's ditches on the side of any conversation, and I think two ditches would be race baiting and race avoiding. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like the stupid thing that some Christians say: "Well, it's not a it's not a skin issue; it's a sin issue." Mm -hmm. But you don't say that about any other sin. Mm -hmm. there, there, there's the spiritual level at which you deal with something, and there's the practical, actual, relational, real life level mm -hmm. at which you deal with something. Mm -hmm. And I think. It's bad to race bait everything in society, um, but I think it's a really good thing. Like when people say, um, like, I don't know any racists, part of me will say, well, uh, how about the fact that we're all human beings and all of us in our brokenness? I mean, let's just start with sexuality. All of us are, uh, it's almost like on a spectrum, are, are, are somewhere in the brokenness of sexuality. Mm -hmm. It looks different, mm -hmm. yeah. um, not to get all spiritual. Yeah. It's the same way when it comes to every issue of our heart. There is no human being, white, black, red, yellow, brown, mm -hmm. that doesn't have any nuance mm -hmm. or shade of prejudice in their heart. Mm -hmm. the, the human heart, um, especially if you're following Jesus, is a constant search me and know me, God. Yeah. See what way is in me. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. the person that says, well, I'm not a racist, well, that's great, yeah. um, but while we shouldn't just be looking for every uh, smoking gun in society, we should be looking inside of ourselves. Yeah. And I think when we find ourselves hearing something, for instance, like you said about, oh, Black History Month's coming up, if that makes me cringe or makes me uncomfortable or mm -hmm. makes me think, wait, what's the point? I need to ask a deeper question than getting on some societal soapbox, mm -hmm. and I need to do internal research mm -hmm. and say, Okay, really, where, where is that coming from? Yeah. Is, is that coming from a place of prejudice? Is it coming from a place of fear? Yeah. I think one of the things we were talking about earlier, this is what I mentioned at the, the leadership thing last week, is that I think some of our, our, um, our hesitancy to be able to celebrate others is almost like this zero-sum theory game mm. where we feel like value uh, is, is minute. It's this scarcity mindset. Yeah. And so we feel like if I sell, if this person really gets mm -hmm. highlighted this much, right. that and detracts I, from me. Right. If this person gets celebrated that much, that detracts from my value, mm. my spotlight. If we celebrate this group of people, and, and so when we, when we come to Black History Month, to me it's almost like a, a really, if, if I am against Black History Month as a white person, is it possible that that's a thinly veiled form of xenophobia? that I have a fear that yeah. if we really celebrate and highlight them, it's going to take away from me or the country I know or the, or, you right. know what I mean? Like right. the kind of dialogue you hear, it's going to take back from what I'm used to. It's something that I don't fully understand. It's something I don't fully appreciate. Or if I'm a Caucasian that has never 
try to take the moment to stand in a black person's shoes mm -hmm. as far as empathy and look back at what they have experienced as a people group historically, part of me just doesn't understand why that would even be a thing. Right. No, I, I yes. That's I mean, a I, lot of rambling. But. It, no, I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, to me, this is just us processing this as two white right people, now. As two white guys. You know, yeah. we're, you know this, yes. I, I think this is us processing, you know, what is that thing inside of us mm -hmm. that struggles to celebrate other people? And, and even, let's just put it this way, we go beyond, I mean, it's Black History Month, as we're, you know, mentioning that, but I think that sometimes any of us, of any people group, can sometimes struggle diversity that's outside of ours. Yeah. Yep. And I, I, I think I think it's a better question for us to ask, why do I struggle with that? Yeah. You know, especially right. here's the thing, you know, if you are part of a majority in whatever mm -hmm. circle you're in, you're part of majority to, to, to struggle to celebrate the minority mm -hmm. within that. I mean, if anything, you know, you can look at it and it's like we're called to lift those up. Yeah. I mean, we're called yeah. to, you know. Uh, just even as a Christ follower, I mean, I think about, you know, we talk about majority and min minority. You look at scriptures that say, speak up for those who can't speak up for themselves. Yeah. You know, there's, th there's, there's, mm -hmm. that lends itself to mm -hmm. that arena. And so I, I think it's, I think it's definitely I'm, myself as well, it kind of a journey. I think, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, I'd probably been like, I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason why I don't understand it at the time was because I didn't try to understand yeah. not the celebration of Black History Month. I didn't right. try to understand what Black people had experienced. Right. I didn't. Tr I didn't do the work. Yeah. I, I. And and I by no stretch of means have fully, but I, I started reading a lot of books. I started just really asking people, uh, friends, and people like this, and you know, like w what does this mean? And um and and so from that. It does. It did. It gave me new eyes to see. Yep. It helped me uh, help me with empathy and be yep. able to go. Okay, so so this was the plight. And I, I did. I read this. Um, I didn't finish it. I will say this. That what was that book that yeah. you and I talked? I can't remember by, the name. By uh, Zindi. By yeah. Um, it was no Abraham Kendi. Yeah. Um, like stamped. Stamped. That's it. The, and, uh, the history of racism in yeah, America. Yeah. Which it, is it's I like mean, just 450, 500. I mean, it is yeah. a thick book. And it's kind of a lot to take on, mm -hmm. but I but it really gives you kind of a significant like um, yep. look into part of right. the story that isn't really told very much. Not in not yep. in a lot of circles. It's not. It wasn't a lot of what mm -hmm. I learned in that was not what I was taught. I think here were some of the base things I was taught in school. Right. I know I know public school mm -hmm. only hits a certain number of things, but you know you're taught. Okay. Hey, there was slavery. Hey, there was an attempt to abolish slavery. Yep. Hey, the Civil War. You know, you heard about some uh, mm -hmm. heroes from that time frame. Yep. And they're ones that we should celebrate. Harriet Tubman. Uh, fascinating, mm -hmm. fascinating yeah. woman. If you yep. ever had a chance to study Harriet Tubman's life, which that was not her name initially. Right. That was her mom's name, Harriet. Um, that she ended up taking her mom's name. But Harriet Tubman was a fascinating mm -hmm. person who ended up through the Underground Railroad, just rescuing, some say as low as 70-some mm -hmm. people, personally. Mm -hmm. Some say hundreds. It's hard to mm -hmm. tell. Um, but you know what I found really fascinating? I think this is one of the things that a lot of people maybe don't know, but um, seeing some of the ways that we're trying to celebrate some people that had significant strides to end mm -hmm. slavery and things like yep. that. Uh, did you know that she was uh, adopted to have her face go on the $20 bill? No. Did you know that? Did not. So that was put in place that her face would go on the $20 bill and Andrew Jackson's would come off. Wow. It was supposed to have happened uh, soon, um, 
previous uh, previously it got pushed back to 2026 they're trying to that but supposedly by 2026 or maybe i don't know unless things change i think they're going to be putting her on the 20 dollar bill wow. that's fascinating because it's that only is. got american presidents are all white wow uh there was a naval ship named after her, mm. the ss harriet trump uh, you know what I mean, Tupman. So, there, like, there's hey, fun fact, by the way. There's some fascinating, you know, things that, yeah. about. But I, I just think there's a lot of that that I, I don't know that we have um, given even a pocket of space sometimes when we talk about our American history. Mm-mm. I know it's a, a subculture and a subsect, but it's an important part. It really of is our, of our nation because we are the one thing that makes America I think so fascinating is the diverse melting pot that mm-hmm. we are. We all came over here, minus the Native Americans that yeah. we talked about earlier, right. you know, that have been dispossessed, dispossessed from their lands. Right. But, you know, you talk about, I mean, what used to happen. I mean, all all of our forefathers, mm. for the most part, were all immigrants at one point. Right. All came from different yeah. countries, different nations, whether European nation, African yeah. nations, wherever, right? Filipino nations, yeah. Asian nations, whatever. And I think that's one of the things that does make uh, America quite fascinating yeah. is it's a place that is a melting pot, even if there's yeah. a majority and there are minority groups. Yeah. And and I think we have to recognize that as mm-hmm. part of our history. Yep. Yeah. Was uh, fun fact, the, one of the last things I did before COVID uh, quarantined us here mm-hmm. in Ohio was I went to this place. I'm trying to remember what it's called, but it's in downtown Columbus. It's like this. It's in this house, and you pay like seven bucks. Okay. It's a little mini museum, but you go downstairs, the underground and it has the underground railroad. Yeah, they used to come through here. It's one of the last. Ohio. Yep. Mm-hmm. And in the, Lancaster, mm-hmm. down where we had a campus. Yep. There was a house there that the underground railroad used to come up through. Really? Yep. Um. So yeah, it's fascinating, and I think actually because. Yeah, I attended a rally in Lancaster. Yeah, and I went to that. And remember that lady? She, yeah, she, she was, was telling us about it. Yeah. And that's why I didn't even know that. Wow. Which is really fascinating. Again, I just think there's so much history there. And yeah, so, so when you come, when you when you talk about Black History Month, because we, we were talking about it, people have a lot of different thoughts. Mm-hmm. Again, cannot be overstated. We're two white guys talking yeah. about this. And, and actually, I brought this up. This was, uh, you heard of Jamar Tisby? I don't He's think He's the I guy have. over the last year and a half, if you're listening to this, you're watching this, you YouTube him. He's the guy that blew up doing, um, you've probably seen the YouTube titles, um, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Yes, yes, yes. I so it's those. him. Okay. He did one with his family. What happened was he went over uh, because his, his, all his white friends were really silent after um, uh, what happened in May yeah. of 2020 uh, with the killing. And he, so he wanted to see how they're processing. So he went over and talked to them and they, they, because he just because he was frustrated that they were silent, yeah. But he wanted to like talk to them and hear them, and through that he just realized we we've just been standing from two different vantage points, yeah. And in the point of that conversation, uh, I think I told you he said something interesting because he said um, they're talking about h- them coming to a black church to his church, and he mm-hmm. goes, they go, well, we've never come to a black church, we didn't know if we could do that, and he and he was like, yeah, but I come to y'all's white church, and he, and they were like, oh, it's not white church, it's just church. And he realized in that moment, oh, wait, the way we even just view the world mm. and the, the, the limited, not in a malicious way, but the, the limited way that you as my friends have, have seen things from my vantage point. And he talked about because there's that whole thing of um, people will say, I'm not a racist. I, I got a black friend. Right. But the truth is <laughs> having a black friend or a white friend doesn't make you a racist or not a racist. Right. Um, but putting, immersing yourself in, in, in culture to see from their standpoint mm-hmm. is what really counts 
as far as building a bridge of empathy yeah. and building a bridge of understanding. I mean, just for instance, uh, last weekend when I was in Atlanta, I stayed with my black friend and his family, mm. and I preached at their black church. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even just, you know, d- talking with him, I- even in that trip, I'm learning things that I didn't know. Like, we, I don't remember how this got brought up, but me and Joel are, are going into his garage, and I, was, I said something about African-American and uh, and then he he didn't say anything, but I said, I said, do you do you what what do you refer what what do you prefer as the term? He said, honestly, I don't like African American. I said, really? He goes, yeah, I don't have any um, uh, family from Africa, and I don't look at myself. I just look at myself American. as American, and I don't call you Caucasian American. Now he doesn't speak yeah. for every black person, sure. But it just the point is, it's not until you're really immersed and you immerse yourself, like you said, in studying the history, mm-hmm. immerse yourself in the culture, that you can really begin to understand, um, recognize pain, mm-hmm. recognize. And when, so when we talk about Black History Month, if we can pull out of our boxes we've been trapped in, yeah. and expand our heart and our mind. Mm-hmm. And get rid of fear and paranoia and get rid of the talking points of whatever news channel mm-hmm. has us scared that the other side's trying to take over the world. If we can do all that and open ourselves up to a posture of celebration, yeah. a posture of celebrating diversity, a posture of trying to understand people's plight, what we realize is, is that the reason we need Black History Month, at least for now, we're talking about this earlier, I think yeah. the goal, I think the goal for every a uh, white person and black person would eventually be you don't need it. Yeah, that it's part of American history. It's part of American history. It and it's right. have adopted it and said this is part right. of our history. But right now, um, and it, some people might have a different perspective on that. They might. I think white and thing, black would have different. I, I think that's one thing that w- I want to say just about this. This is just again two white guys having a conversation right. about what it means right. to celebrate Black History Month, and we do not know no. at, at any stretch no. of means. But I just know this that because these are the kind of it's funny these are the kind of subjects that always trigger people. Yeah. And, and here's what and I would why say: Why do is they trigger you? I, I that's I mean, but but there are white people and black people that see Black History Month from both sides, and yes. some aren't like yeah. like I was telling you, Morgan Freeman, who is like I don't I don't believe in Black History Month. Right. I don't want there to be a Black History right. Month. Like I feel like it adds to the separation. And then you know because if the more we talk about it, it will just won't go away. But then you can look at it, and I guarantee there's a lot more people who are go. Yeah. It's never going to go away yeah. until we talk about it. Right. So you know, I guess our, our point of this is we yeah. wanted to have a conversation right. about this. We don't have yeah. answers, yes. but I think it's important to process this. I think right. it's important to say if you struggle to celebrate other people, it regardless. Again, this is the big umbrella. You could, mm-hmm. it could be diversity. Yeah. It, it could be someone yeah. that you work with. It could be whatever. If you struggle, why right. do I struggle to yeah. celebrate other people's success, mm-hmm. celebrate and, and honor other people, yeah. and elevate other people? Yeah. Why do I struggle to do that? Yeah. That would be a great question for us to, I think, internally wrestle with. No, I agree. I think w- one more specific point in the Black History Month, though, I think, like, um, to your point, actually, statistics are showing that Gen Z black Gen Zers mm-hmm. are also way more divided on how they feel about it. Yeah. Because them growing up, a lot of them it, it, um, statistically are saying they don't see the point. But by and large... Maybe my, that's a good thing. Maybe. If they feel like, I'm American. Right. You know, or I, I don't know, maybe they feel like it's more accepted, but, but I, I don't know. I, I think my... My thought as a white person, but as a white person Please who give is, it to us. That's so great. We would, we're, we're all ears. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to hear this. But as someone, I'm just kidding. But as someone who has really 
ventured. I, I don't just have a, a token black friend or mm-hmm. two. Like I, I really part of my inner circle, mm-hmm. um, deep spirited life friends um, are black people. Mm-hmm. I have really tried over the last few years to immerse myself to understand the best I can. Um, and uh, and you know it's funny. Even me saying that, some people will be triggered and be like, "Oh, woke." Yeah. Um, well, you're definitely I, woke. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't have. I don't have a desire to be woke, but I do have a desire to be awake. <laughs> and the worst thing would be to be asleep. Mm. So, um, but as you're someone who you're is so woke, <laughs> it's <laughs> funny. It's funny to me that how the term woke has flipped to a very negative connotation in the last several years. Right before <laughs> it was like, yeah, you know, if you were somebody that basically what I would again, me and my whiteness would <laughs> would um, would say, you know, five years ago, yeah. you know, if someone was woke, and there, there are all kinds of mm-hmm. authors that wrote books about it, right. and, you know, um, I, I read one called The Woke Church, and it was just, right. it was the idea of being aware, mm-hmm. almost a sense of empathy right. of what the plight has been for right. black people in this yes. country, and that. Now it's just completely flipped to become a complete, I mean, it's oh, like, it's oh, you don't word. it's a trigger word, and it's like, oh, you're woke, which just means well, and that's kind of where I'm going because like, here's on. my thought on Black History Month is that the reason it's still needed in my limited white perspective the reason I think it's still needed is for two main reasons one because of the long arc history and recent history if we really put it in perspective mm-hmm. that and and modern history current history of what African Americans have experienced mm-hmm. And then connected to that, what we as a largely Caucasian-led country, how that history has been written. Mm-hmm. But see, here's the problem. Even me saying that, because mm. we're, we're not going to get into the... Um, I imagine the emails we're going to get yeah. this week, my yeah. gosh. I mean, um, we're not going to get into the... Uh, what, say, say the phrase for me. What phrase? You know what phrase. I don't know what phrase. Do um, I, am I supposed to know what phrase? Their, their phrase is going to come in schools. To what? They're afraid it's going to come in schools. They're afraid it's going to come in schools? Say the phrase. I don't know a phrase. I really don't know a phrase. Am I supposed to know this phrase? You do. Okay. Um, But people are afraid. um, It's the theory. Oh, 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 critical race theory. Okay, yeah. I almost didn't want to say it. Oh, my God. Um, and, yeah. and, I'm, and we're not going to go there, but imagine if we did go. Even me saying that triggers people. Oh, he, yeah. Because here's the problem. It's pro- a hot topic Because here's right the problem. It, uh, people are, are so triggered the 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 human psyche of americans is so fragile yeah and so echo chambered that you touch one point and it, people just freak out yeah. and demonize and vilify and yeah. um but but we're in a place now our country's become so polarized and so divided and so insane mm-hmm. that it, if you even have an intelligent conversation yeah. about how how biased the history books were written and how there needs to be a a more nuanced perspective that actually doesn't continue to minimize, ignore, um, or delete large portions of American history that are important when it comes to the African-American community. You even say that, or you even have an intelligent conversation about systemic racism. The the trigger point now is, uh, oh, critical race theory. So you're trying to bring that critical race theory stuff here. Or if you're on the other extreme, on the left, um, everything is seen through the lens of critical race theory, mm-hmm. which in my mind is l- really limited mm-hmm. because there are other factors that have determined human history besides race. Mm-hmm. But you can't even have just like a normal conversation down the middle. You mm-hmm. can't even talk about Black History Month or uh, what it actually looks like to take an honest, fresh approach 
uh, for American history uh, without someone crying critical race or woke or, or whatever it is. And I just think that's sad. <laughs> I'm just listening to you just talk going. <laughs> I'm just thinking, oh, my God. Oh, more the, people? The, you're going to, you're going <laughs> to. Hey, if you have any um, hate to send, please send it to Russ.more. <laughs> send it to him. I, no, I, Let me is. give you the rest it's of it. it. Russ.more at the X.church. There you go. He'd love to get them. Yeah. So and I, if it's I, intelligent, I'll listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just think we're not, uh, you know, it's funny because, you know, we, we just, we just wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about what does it look like for us to celebrate others yeah, and to celebrate diversity and, and, not, the and not be afraid of it. That's okay. I mean, I think these are conversations that people are having or mm-hmm. they're not having. Right. They might be having internally. Right. But maybe they're not having with others. Right. And all we want to do and what we like to do is just to, to, to challenge us. Again, I, I don't have, you know, we all have our own thoughts and perspectives and where we come from. But at the end of the day, I'm going to submit all that to what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Right, right. So again, and and I think a lot, some people may not be in that place, and you might be watching mm-hmm. or listening, and you're not a Jesus follower, and and that's fine. Right. But for me, that shapes my worldview. So that shapes right. how I see others. Right. That shapes how I see it. And you know what Scripture says in Ephesians two, where it talks about through Jesus's death on the cross, He right. made the two groups one. Right. And I do think though, okay, and so some will say, okay, that means that there's neither Jew nor Gentile. There's only one group. There's, and, and there was a lot of racism 2,000 years ago when Jesus walked the earth. Oh, I mean, 100%. he talked about it. There was a lot he of racism. Yeah. And so um, I, I think, yes, in Christ, we, we can be one mm-hmm. regardless of the color of our skin, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we can't celebrate each other in the yes. diversity. And yes. I think that would be the big thing that I would, uh, I would kind of like leave or push would be like, I think it's okay to celebrate other people yeah. and even other people that um, may end up getting the very thing that you wanted, yep. whether it's a spotlight, whether it's promotion, whether yeah. it's a raise, whether it's whatever. Um, and I also wonder, like you said earlier, if we were to take more of a posture of celebrating other people, mm-hmm. if, we would, if that's the whole principle of what you sow, you'll reap. Yeah. I, I just wonder if we were to actually begin to sow, yeah. sow honor and we were to mm-hmm. sow celebration, mm-hmm. Yeah, of other people, including diversity, yeah. um, you know, then I think that that, that is the thing that God mm. blesses that. He does. It, and you know what? Like, again, to, to, to pull it out of just the, the trenches of, of the race thing, I think, um, you know, I try to encourage my team all the time. A lot of times, too, sometimes we get threatened by people that are running in our lane. Other times we get annoyed by people that we're trying to do life with that don't share our same strengths and gifts. Mm. So I always try to encourage my team, too. Don't be annoyed when people are, uh, are weak where you're strong. Yeah. Um, celebrate where they're weak that you're not. Mm. And I think even just in a workplace, how much healthier would it be yeah. if we not only just tolerated how different we were all wired, but celebrated yeah. how yeah. different we were all wired. Yeah. And what about in church circles? I love what Irma McMahon says. People ask him all the time, isn't it just such a travesty, all these denominations and blah, blah, blah. And sure, there are divisions. Paul yeah. warns about divisions. Yeah. And there's, there's much to be grieved about disunity in the church. But there's also a way to look at it that all these different expressions of God and expressions of the church are almost like a diamond. That whenever you turn a diamond, it, it sh- the, the way the light hits it is going to shine in a different way. Mm. Uh, scripture is like a diamond. I think the expression of the church, which is the body of Jesus, is like a diamond. Mm. And some are going to be more liturgical and high church, and some are going to be more free spirited, and some are going to be more theological, and some are going to be more expressive, and some are going to be more and 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 they're going to be in different languages mm. and ethnicities and have different <laughs> flares. Sounds of, like heaven. Of human. It sounds like heaven. That's what heaven. 
and instead like, right? of just bemoaning and me being a Methodist throwing stones at Baptists or being a Baptist throwing stones at Pentecostals or being a small church throwing stones at the large church or a large church, why can we not just yeah. celebrate I, uh, how diverse God is? Celebrate that there that life would be boring without all the colors. Life yeah. would be boring without all the flavors. Life yeah. would be boring without all the different animals. Life mm. would be boring. That Could it be a reason? God doesn't say that he brings Jew and Greek together to minimize what he created. Mm-hmm. He does that to say there's no barrier of love between human beings anymore because yep. at the foot of the cross, our value is equal. But our distinction is 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 uh, purposeful. Yeah, it is. And it's to be celebrated yes. and not minimized. And and, and I think there's such we're a, all made there's in the image a danger. of our creator. There's this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get so many emails. There's a stupid line of thought in Christian <laughs> oh. thinking right now of, well, Jew oh. and Greek are together, so we shouldn't focus on race. Well, it, well let's, let's take that same approach to gender. Well, we shouldn't focus on gender. Male and female are the same. So we shouldn't fight for equality for women. Mm-hmm. We right. shouldn't. I mean, you take that same um, uh, mono. Yeah, I'm going to stop. But that, it's just. This, <laughs> the, but let's be people that celebrate diversity yeah. and don't torture passages out of context to justify mm-hmm. our own prejudice and laziness to actually build bridges of empathy. There you go. So. If you did not like anything that he said today, make sure you send us an email to podcast. At the, no, I just, I'll, I'll wrap up with this. And, and I think, it, I, what, I didn't think we'd get all into that, but I just think I that's, that's, that's um, you know, maybe it's part and parcel with our culture and the mm-hmm. things that are going on. And, but I, I think one of the things, again, we all have to, we all have to have our perspective. We go through life. And for me, one of the things that I, I'm trying to do just even thinking about, well, why do I, if I, would right. I struggle to celebrate? But one of the things I think you can do to confront that. Mm-hmm. And so these are things I've been trying to do to confront. What yeah. are the, it, it's not maybe even racism, but even just the small, in, uh, it, whether you say prejudice or you mm-hmm. can say insecurities, even if you go, it's not that, mm-hmm. that rise up that go, well, why, why would I celebrate them? Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things I've done to try to combat that here and there. Um, you know, every year it could be a great one is actually during like what's considered Black History Month, actually try to learn some black history. Yeah. And I think that that for me has been one of the things. So some it. fascinating things. That, yeah, let's learn. So fascinating. No, I, I'm just I got a few notable people because I think that's part of it is mm-hmm. really the people, you know, I think it's I think it's fascinating when you when you think about it. I mean, it was only a couple of years ago that I actually learned about Juneteenth. Mm. I mean, it was yeah. that many years ago that I'd never even heard about it. Yeah. We never celebrated Juneteenth. Nope. I never heard us talk about it. We never talked about mm-hmm. it. The, I mean, we get so, that day off now. Uh, but what's interesting is that you have, yeah, it's a federal holiday now. Yeah. But what I mean, but what's interesting is to think that all the years growing up and going to history and all that, you go, mm-hmm. hey, 1776, or you know, you go through all the different mm-hmm. years and the things that you knew, and then you knew the Civil right. War, and you knew all these things, and hey, here's the Proclamation of Emancipation and all this, and realize that didn't yeah. actually free people. Right. Until it was much later. You know what I mean? And so to me, it was like kind of like learning all of like almost kind of relearning the the parts of history that I didn't get before. Right. Um, And so I just again, I just thought it was fascinating. I learned about Harriet Tubman and, you know, more recently. This was uh, interesting. Shirley uh, Chisholm. She was the first African-American woman elected to Congress in 1969. That Mm. even kind of in in a way, I thought that was pretty incredible that uh, the first African-American woman elected to Congress, mm. thinking about that was during, that was in the 60s. Like, mm. Think about what it was like in the 60s. I mean, you think about the, the social 
uh, movement, the the racial movement that was going on, um, that was right then. And 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 just to see that kind of change happen, that was I thought that was fascinating. I mean, obviously, you, you know, I think when you think about people like Rosa Parks, and mm-hmm. you know, she wasn't the only one. There were others. There was mm-hmm. others before her that just didn't get the notoriety. Yeah. But Ro- no, Rosa Parks to kind of stand up yeah. for equality. Uh, with the you know the seat on the bus, I mean that's right. pretty fascinating. Um, Ruby Bridges was another one that was the the girl you talked about. Mm-hmm. You know the first one to really um, to to go into uh, to kind of go against the desegregated laws of school yeah. and schools and to yeah. step into that and the, just the bravery of the family yeah. to be able to do that. Um, you know some other notable people, Colin Powell. Mm. Just thinking of some of the people that even more recent. Um, Bessie Coleman. I learned about Bessie Coleman. She was. A pilot, this mm. was, I think, in the 1920s, if I recall. Mm. I, 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 but uh, you don't hear much about her. We were talking, this is not far after the Wright brothers. Right. But she was a, a pilot mm-hmm. in the same time where you, everybody knows about Amelia Earhart, doesn't know about Bessie Coleman. Mm. And uh, Bessie Coleman really kind of paved the way for the Tuskegee Airmen. Mm. Right, and there's yeah. been movies, and that's an incredible yeah. story. If you, I don't know what was the name of the movie that had Cuba Gooding Jr. in it. Ask. But um, that is a great movie, yeah. and it does give you. If you don't, that gives you a little bit of like there a squadron of right. pilots that were not allowed to go in certain types of you know combat right. but, because they were black. And but I, I can't remember the name of the movie. I'm sure mm. people listening right now, are, you know, they're naming mm. it. But um, Alice Coachman, this one I thought was fitting. Mm. As I learned this one. She was the first African-American woman of any country to win an Olympic gold medal mm. in 1948 in the high jump. So, of any country, mm. the first African-American woman to win a, high, uh, to win a gold medal. Mm. I was thinking about the Olympics. Wow. That's pretty fascinating. And, you know, when the, uh, the sports, I was thinking about Jesse Owens, mm. who is actually from here, Ohio mm. State. Um, and Jesse Owens, you think about um, um, Hank Aaron, baseball mm. player. Um, oh, so Reggie, Reggie, I was so disappointed last year. Why? Because there was this huge ordeal about Hank Aaron's rookie card. Oh, yeah. And 1950, or his rookie I card found, was worth a lot of yes. money. And I used to collect baseball cards back when I played, and I found one of his, uh, one of my baseball cards of his, but it was uh, the rookie card that was not worth, like, anything. Oh, yeah. So sad. No, that Hank Aaron, I remember that when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Um, that, like, I had baseball cards for a I hot I mean, second, politics, come on. Let's just get, let, while we're already dicey, President Barack Obama. President Barack Obama. We, we, we both read about. his book last year. His uh, second volume comes out next year. Really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty fascinating. Um uh, I was going to say Reg- I was gonna say this year. I was mm-hmm. going to say Reggie Jackson. I mean, Reggie Jackson. Um, there's you go uh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Um, so you know, I th- I think I think again, speaking on my behalf as as, as a, a white American who, um, you know, like there I don't feel like there's much that I have to speak into this. Yes, I have a platform, and I would like to use that mm-hmm. platform to speak in for people and to speak up for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like, you know, I, I don't want to tell anybody how to celebrate. I definitely wouldn't want to tell an African-American or black person how to celebrate Black History Month. I would not want to tell, <laughs> nope. you know, a white person <laughs> nope. how to. I just wanted to process that, you know, I think there was definitely a time in my life where I would have said, why would, why would we celebrate this? Yeah. And I think um, things have shifted in my life. And I think what mm-hmm. shifted in my life is not, okay, becoming woke in this, but it's, it's really about God helping me become more empathetic as a human being. Mm-hmm. 
and seeing other human beings and realizing not everybody has the exact same experience that I've had. Mm -hmm. And by by doing that has enabled me to um, get to a place where it's like now I'm going, okay, and I, don't, I feel like I don't even know how, mm -hmm. but how do I celebrate? Yeah. How yeah. do I celebrate yeah. Black History Month? How do I do it? And the, the one thing I know that I can do is I can do what it's originally was called for, which is mm -hmm. I can learn the history. Right of the black people in our country. Mm -hmm. And that's the good, the bad, everything they've had to face. And mm -hmm. even, I mean, like there are so many of them, like just a few who have been instrumental probably to the development right. of our country and our nation in the last hundred years that we've, that don't get a lot of airplay. Yeah. And so, you know, I think, you know, again, I don't want to be the one to go, we should never have Black History Month. That's not really right. for me to say, but right. I think, I think we'd all probably share the sentiment. It'd be nice to, to, to live in a, in a country where uh, black history has been tied to American history yeah. and it is our history. Yeah. And it is not seen something that maybe is, is separated out it, as right. much, you know, whether it's in schools and other things. And that's kind of where Black History Month really yeah. started was in institutions. We ended up as two white guys talking about Black History Month. Yeah, I don't, I, <laughs> so <laughs> you can take that for what it's worth. Let me just say that, take it for what it's worth. And, and we, we, know, we know that this is kind of one of the subjects that, you know, first of all, let me just say this. Uh, you can have very differing opinions on this, and that's fine. Yes. And we can celebrate And don't that. leave the church if you do. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, we can we can have differing opinions, uh, whether you're for or against this and that. Mm -hmm. I, that's fine. I mean, I think that's that's our own personal journey. We all have to mm -hmm. one day answer to our creator for how right. we are and how we treat other people. And, and you know, and um, and I'm not saying that in kind of a passive-aggressive way. I'm just saying, like, we, right. we all, and if, you know, yeah. we, we all need to kind of look in a mirror at right. some point. And, but I, I do think... And I didn't want it to just, I didn't want to, I was like, okay, let's talk about it. I didn't want it to just be in that arena. Right. But I really think a more practical thing is that every day, can you find somebody to celebrate yeah. and maybe somebody yeah. that you're working with that is getting celebrated, maybe right. you're going to jump on that bandwagon yeah. and you're going to celebrate hey, them too. Hey, here, here's a, here's, we don't usually just end with a practical challenge, but here's a practical challenge if you're listening to this. Yeah. To press pause after I give you this challenge before you finish. If you even if kept you, listening. If, if you kept listening. And you got mad at The him. person right now that when they're celebrating, you hear their name, makes you pinch inside. Mm. Send them a text and tell them how proud you are of them and celebrate them. Oof. And Do see, it. And see what it does. Inside. I think it would begin to change us on the inside. Yeah. Right? Jesus said, bless those who curse you. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not even saying that they curse you, but that's mm -hmm. to a whole extreme. Yeah. And if we can learn to bless those that we're jealous of. Yeah. If we can learn to promote and that, free. I think it will. I think it'll begin to set us free. It might change our perspective. It might change mm -hmm. our heart. And it might actually position us so that we could actually be promotable. Yep. It might actually position. Come Again, on. you can't deal with that, that motive. But yep. anyway, so I think we want to celebrate others. Yep. Celebrate people who win. Champion others. Embrace and celebrate diversity. Celebrate diversity. I think that's it. And, I, and, and like we mentioned, I mean, you know, there's one month given for Black History Month. There's a whole lot of other groups mm -hmm. within America and some like even Native Americans that um, that that aren't talked about or mentioned yeah. very much. Right. And uh, um, and so I think the broader scope is let's celebrate diversity, celebrate people right. that don't look like you, celebrate people that have different culture than you. And, and that doesn't just mean accepting. Mm -hmm. Celebrating is going beyond that. Yeah. That's the that's the challenge. Yeah. I think we've gotten to a place where a lot of us have gotten a place where, OK, if it doesn't affect me, I'll just I accept yep. it. Yep. That to me is not celebrating. Yeah. And so I, I want to have the posture of celebration. We celebrate yeah. a lot. That's what we say here on yep. staff. 
And so, anyways, hopefully this was maybe a thought-provoking yeah. type of episode. Yeah. And if you uh, didn't like anything that Russ said, feel <laughs> free to send an email to podcast at the X dot yeah. church. You can let him know. We know that people are going to disagree on this, sure. and that's fine. And I that's hope okay. that we know that we can disagree in, in a in a posture of love. Right. That we can disagree on things, and we and and maybe because of our perspectives right. are different. And, and, and we haven't said this in a while. We. Our goal is never to tell people what to think. No, but we just but we do want to encourage uh, how to think, and mm-hmm. we do want to provoke a deeper way to think. Yeah, and I, I like what um, again I, I like what uh, Battle Ready Podcast what they say on there about the church they're part of Mosaic. Mm-hmm. They said, please don't hold Mosaic responsible for yeah. anything we say on Battle Ready. Yes, and I would encourage you. We the two of us we don't agree on everything. No, nope. and we have a large staff that doesn't agree on everything. No, yep. we want this to be a church with people full of people that agree and disagree with yep. us so but, but see here here's the thing to have people in your community that don't agree with you mm-hmm. show and you can stay in community with them mm-hmm. shows that you have the potential to celebrate diversity oh that's good because the moment you expel everybody from your social circles and mm-hmm. you expel everybody that does not agree with you mm-hmm. In other words, I'm not going to be friends with them online anymore. I'm not going to talk to them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be in church with them. I'm not going to. Just goes to show that you just want a monolithic life. Yeah, that you just good. want. I mean, if anything, disagreement would highlight yeah. disagreement where we can disagree together. We can yeah. agreeably disagree. Mm-hmm. When that yeah. happens, to me, that is actually when we're reaching a place where we are we are able to now celebrate diversity. Yeah. So litmus test: if most people on your Facebook feed represent your same political views that's a red flag the red flag that's a red flag mm-hmm. so anyways that's we're just gonna <laughs> leave it at that he said why are you trying to poke the bear today my gosh I don't know. <laughs> well thanks for joining us today if this was thought-provoking and you think it would create a conversation with someone else feel free to share it and if you uh like it like it if you don't like it don't not like it uh if you go on social media just send russ an email about how much you don't like him and that'll be good i appreciate the fact that you still love me anyways we love you um we hope it's been a a, an engaging conversation and so until next time we'll see you next week